Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. I want to welcome you to today's Daily Sales Show, one I'm personally very excited about because I know a lot of us, especially as we're ending the end of the month, we're really trying to figure out how to supercharge our prospecting efforts and kind of get more bang for our buck in terms of our time and effort in doing prospecting. Um, we've all heard that LinkedIn is very powerful, but how do we actually use it for prospecting? I've personally struggled quite a bit with the balance between building a personal brand and leveraging that personal brand and my LinkedIn presence to assist my sales cycle. So today's guest is going to help us through this minefield. Um, she's an absolute expert in the field, so I'm so excited for that. But before I jump into introductions, um, let us know where you're tuning in from today. Um, anyone else in Santorini or in Miami where I'm at or wherever you are, we'd love to hear. Today's guest, let's see, oh yeah, Syracuse, New York, Maryland, Chicago, Vermont, Guatemala, amazing. Thank you all so much for taking the time. Oh, the Philippines, Romania, Brazil, awesome. Well, it looks like we have a full house today. Everyone's super excited to learn from Mandy, as am I. Um, today's guest is Mandy McEwen, founder and CEO of Mod Girl Marketing, an all-around top voice on all things LinkedIn. She teaches outbound teams to supercharge their prospecting efforts and results, and is here today to give us a condensed masterclass on how to add LinkedIn prospecting to your own sales processes. So Mandy, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, can't wait to dig in. First. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, amazing. Um, you know by now um, that we do these shows every single day, add as, as much value as we can throughout the process, but it doesn't stop there. We also have a YouTube channel filled with actionable sales content, giving you step-by-step -step playbooks to level up your sales game. Check it out at sellbetter.xyz or scan the QR code on the screen now. Um, just a, a question in the chat. Yes, this is recorded. Also, thank you so much to our partner Wonderway for making this show possible. Uh, for the drop of the day, check the chat for access to Wonderway AI's Wonderway's AI coach and get 20 calls analyzed for free. So Mandy, as I'm jumping into today's agenda, I would love to hear a little bit more about your passion behind LinkedIn, where you think it should fit in the modern SaaS sellers um, toolkit and kind of why you're so bullish about it. Yeah, definitely. So LinkedIn is something I've been using for many years, and then it kind of evolved into me helping uh, teams use it as well effectively. And the B2B landscape is changing a lot, as you all know that are on this right now, which is why you all are learning to try to become better B2B sellers. And LinkedIn is where you can build real relationships. And so it's not like cold calling. It's not like blasting cold emails. Uh, it is somewhere where you can actually be a real human being and provide value to people and speak to people like they are your friends and not like you're another slimy salesperson. And so when you build a personal brand and you realize how to actually effectively maximize the LinkedIn platform, it takes your B2B prospecting, prospecting to a whole new level. So I feel like it should be at the beginning and the end of your prospecting uh, cycle. And I feel like you should be using cold email and cold calling with LinkedIn. And you should be using all of these platforms together because it, it just adds another element of personalization that you can't get anywhere else. And people are expected to build relationships and build connections on LinkedIn. It's a totally different ballgame than when you're using other methods like picking up the phone and, and sending an email. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I know this is so incredibly powerful. And I know a lot of people kind of struggle to find the balance of how to attach their 
personal brand, you know, when their face is attached to their actual message that they're sending versus just sending a bunch of emails. So can't wait to dig into that. Also, everyone in the call, if you have any questions as we're going, be sure to throw them in the Q&A. We'll leave some time at the end to answer those. But just as a quick preview of today's show, we're going to very briefly touch on some ways to optimize your profile. Um, you know, just making sure you're in the best possible spot for selling. There's a lot of places where people kind of miss opportunities to show their value, communicate with prospects. Then we're going to figure out some actionable tactics to effectively prospect through LinkedIn and how to do it in a way that feels genuine to you, where you're providing value to your prospects and people you're reaching out to, and it doesn't feel like weird or fake or slimy because I know sometimes people struggle with that. And then finally, we're going to go through some real world messaging that Mandy has so kindly shared with us to show you how this actually works in practice. So you're going to walk away from today's show with some concrete examples of how you can implement this into your own outreach process. Um, Quick question for everyone in the call. Um, Let us know in the poll which of these best describes your role. Uh, We just want to make sure that we're giving the best possible information for who we have in the room. So just kicking us off, Mandy, just a really quick, maybe 60 second overview. What's one of the biggest mistakes you see reps making with their LinkedIn profiles where they could really be optimizing them a lot more for their prospecting efforts? Yeah, this is super simple. Your headline, step number one. Most people, let's just say 99% of, of sales professionals, first of all, don't have optimized profiles that are set up for prospecting success. And a lot of them start with the headline. So if your headline just says your SDR or BDR or sales professional at company, that's not enough. And you honestly don't even need to put that in your title. If you're a VP, an executive, C-suite, sure, you could put your title in your headline. But a lot of times I don't even recommend putting the title. And if you do, put it at the end. So your headline should really say what it is you do, who you help, and the overall value that you provide. Because the moment that someone sees your face, your name, as you're leaving comments, as you're engaging, as you're sending connection requests, all they're going to see is your name and your headline. So if you're wasting that real estate with your job title, they don't know what the heck it is that you do and how you provide value to them. So that is the key mistake that is so simple that I see most people um, getting wrong. Yeah, I mean, the best part about that, like you can, I mean, don't do this right now because we want you to stay and pay attention. But right after this call, you can go fix that in two minutes and that will have a big impact. So it looks like we have uh, a good number of BDRs and AEs, but also a pretty high number of senior leadership in this call. So Mandy, I definitely like to talk a little bit uh, as we go through about how you guide managers to drive their team's results in terms of their prospecting and kind of change the sort of outreach that they're doing. For sure. First, I want to start out with something that you call the friendly leader method. Can you tell us a little bit more about this and how people should be using it in their LinkedIn outreach? Yes. So my friendly leader method is really simple. It's basically what it what it sounds like. So I want you to make friends with your prospects. And so the easiest way to do this is to engage with them ahead of time and let them know that you aren't just there to sell. And so we're trying to make friends with everyone on the LinkedIn platform. And this, this isn't just prospects. This is people in your industry, other thought leaders, people that can maybe connect you with your prospects. But the the goal is to essentially find people who are actively using the platform. This is ideal, the best way to do it. There's a couple of ways to do it. And my favorite way is using Sales Navigator to find people who are actively posting on a LinkedIn platform. If you're not doing, you know, if they're not posting, you can maybe look at people that are commenting. So there's a lot of people that comment consistently, but they don't post content. So look at some of the top thought leaders in your industry and look at who's commenting on their posts. And then you can engage with those comments. So there's two ways to do this. You either engage with people's posts or you engage with their comments. 
So you can either like their posts, leave a comment, obviously, or you can respond to people's comment. You wait until they see that. So you wait until they see your comment, they see your interaction, and you can either wait a couple of days or you can wait till they respond to your interaction. And then you send them a custom message that mentions whatever it is that you commented on, right? So, hey, Cindy, I really enjoyed your post yesterday on XYZ, would be happy to connect. Or, hey, Cindy, I saw your comment on Nadine McEwen's post yesterday. I also agree with what you said about ABC, would be happy to connect. So really, really simple here, but we're not going out of the gate with like, hey, Sydney, my name is Mandy McEwen. This is what I do. Do you want to set up a call, right? We're like taking that all out and we're just literally engaging with people and sending those connection requests in a friendly way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I really love that. Um, so for all the leaders in the room who are maybe looking to adjust their team's outreach strategy, maybe they aren't using LinkedIn too much, how would you guide them to kind of track the progress and activity of their reps who are doing this sort of outreach through LinkedIn? Because it's not quite as straightforward as tracking like phone connects or email responses. That's like a little bit less tangible, like drops of value. Yes, really, really good question. So this is kind of tricky. Uh, the only way that managers can track is via Sales Navigator, right? It's really impossible to track what your reps are doing on LinkedIn.com. And so this is where frequent meetings come into play to, to ask people, hey, what are you doing? What, what challenges are you facing? What are you finding when you're doing this? But you can track uh, Sales Navigator activity. So I like to teach people how to separate uh, prospects outreach from everyone else. And so I like to tell reps to try, if you can, to use Sales Navigator to send those connection requests, to send those messages to people, because that is all tracked and then managers can see how they're actively using that. But there is no there is no way for managers to track how many likes and comments that people are leaving, right? And so this is where systems come into play. This is how I train teams. And we have like checklists every single day. You need to be doing this, this, and this, leaving five meaningful comments a day, sending X number of connection requests. So if your reps are using Sales Navigator the way they should be and they're sending those connection requests to prospects there, you can actually track that. But you have to realize, too, that you want to give them the freedom to do what feels best for them to get these results. And so if they are perusing on LinkedIn.com and they see a post, they happen to engage with it and they send a connection request, that's fine. You want to encourage them to do that, even though you technically can't track that. And that's where communication comes into play, because this isn't something that's as simple as like, oh, I saw how many emails you sent out, right? Um, and so there's a lot of communication that needs to be done for these systems and processes. What about for people who maybe aren't really active on LinkedIn and don't have much of a personal brand built? Does that really affect your credibility in your outreach? Or how do you go about starting to build that personal brand so that you have kind of more of a presence on LinkedIn and can hopefully get better results from your outreach? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I love when SDR leaders, SDR managers are the ones kind of leading the pack because they set a really great tone and a great example for their SDRs. So I love working with teams that have managers that are on board and and they're the ones kind of leading the way. And you don't have to have, you know, tens and thousands of followers and a badass personal brand to make this work. You just need to have an optimized profile and you need to start building your connections immediately. But there is no reason that anyone can't do this successfully. Like, no one is looking at, oh my God, let me see, you know, how where they worked and how many followers they have. Like we're looking at genuine people that are that are looking like they know what they're doing, right? So if your profile is crap and you just look like another sales rep, that's not gonna work. But if your profile is legit, it says what it is you do, you have the featured links, you you maybe have an audio note, you look like a professional that is genuinely helping people and you're reaching out in the right way and you're consistently building those connection requests and you're consistently posting content, even if you're sharing company content to start, that's all that is required, you know, because 
what the problem with LinkedIn right now is it's been inundated. I'm sure all of you on this the listening right now to us and joining us have seen this firsthand that there's just so many spammers out there. There's so many people abusing the network. There's so many people just blasting out all of these in-mails and spamming people. And so when you actually take the time to do it right, you stand out and you don't have to have a massive personal brand with loads of followers to, to be successful on LinkedIn. I really love that you share that. I don't know exactly the status, but I see them often where there's like, a, you know, billion people on LinkedIn and only like one percent of them. Po- I don't think there's actually a billion, but like a very small percentage of people actually consistently create content. So like, yeah, that step to set yourself apart from the rest is really not that big. Um, but something I want to chat about, which I 100% agree with, you know, people want to be helped. They don't want to be sold to. Yes. What about when people come to you and are maybe struggling a little bit with feeling like disingenuous of like they're creating a brand, they're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, they're starting by adding value. But since their end goal is, you know, still to sell something to them or to help hit their number, like how do you navigate that? Yeah, really good question. And like I told you last time, right, like people don't want to be sold to, they want to be helped. And so you need to take your seller hat off. And I know this is kind of counterintuitive for all of us as salespeople. I have been, even though I have a marketing company, I have been in sales my whole life. Before I started my marketing agency, I was in sales and I still am in sales and I I train salespeople. But it's so it's hard for us when we've been trained to be sellers to actually like separate the two. But we live in a world right now where the B2B, B2B buyers are completely different than they were even five years ago. People don't want to be sold to anymore. They want people to hear them and give them what they want. They want people to provide value and they want people to guide them to their solutions, okay? So when you take your seller hat off and you're building a personal brand, you're literally just, you're helping people. You're sharing what you what you know, you're sharing value, you're engaging with people, you're sending messages, hey, if I can help you with X, Y, Z, let me know. And it's in a very genuine, friendly way. It's not in a salesy way, right? And so that is the difference. And that's a mindset shift that we all have to make is like, this isn't the, the old school B2B world that we used to live in, where we could blast out a bunch of in-mails and cold emails and cold calls, and we could get some decent numbers, right? That's not how it is anymore. Like everything is changing. People's numbers are, are way lower. You're seeing this too. We talked about this, Sydney, like every team I've, I've worked with, it's like the old school ways aren't working anymore. So you have to kind of take your seller hat off and be genuine and help people and guide them to solutions. And then if it's great timing, then they're going to want to work with you. And when it's better timing, if it's not now, then guess who they're going to think of? They're going to think of you because you were the genuine one who came out of the gate offering to help and you're providing value consistently. You're not just blasting out, again, lame emails or in-mails that don't resonate with people. And so like, we have to put a little bit more effort into B2B sales right now. Otherwise, it's just going to fall flat and you're just going to keep getting the crappy results that you're continuing to get, unfortunately. It's a little bit harder now, but when you do it this way, it pays off tenfold. Yeah. And I think, again, like the big thing is not that many people are really putting the effort in to do it. No, they're not. Yeah. Um, The other thing I really like about this sort of outreach on LinkedIn is that it is attached to your name. It is attached to your face. And so you're more incentivized to do really good quality outreach. And I understand that, you know, I have been an SDR. I'm currently an AE. I know that outbounding is hard. I know it's very tempting to just send out, you know, a billion emails and kind of hope for the best. But when you have that bigger incentive to actually provide that value and try and form a real connection, even if it's going to be a little bit more of a long-term play, I think that really makes the process a lot more pleasant for buyers as well. It just kind of has an overall positive ripple effect. Yeah, totally. Alexander just said, and consistency. And that's exactly what it comes down to, right? It's literally just being consistent. Like 
every single day, leaving X number of comments, sending out X number of connection requests, posting at least twice a week. Like you have to be consistent with this. And Sales Navigator, if y'all are not spending at least 30 minutes to an hour a day on Sales Navigator, you are missing the boat here because Sales Navigator makes it so easy for us to find people who are using the platform. It's so easy for you to go and look at those lists and you log into Sales Navigator, you have your lead list built out every single day. You see who you can engage with, you see who posted content, and you literally just go down the list. You're like, okay, comment, like, next, comment, like, okay, next, send connection requests. Like it makes it so, so much easier. Uh, but most people aren't leveraging the tools at their disposal or they fall off the bandwagon, right? They'll do it for a week and then they won't do it again. And, and then they bitch that it doesn't work. And I'm like, well, you have to be consistent because yep. this is a long-term play here. Like you mentioned, Sydney too, like this is going to pay off for the whole life of your career. So I'm talking about something right now that if you guys do this, it's going to be a snowball effect that's going to help you build your brand for the entire life of your career. When you're sending out cold emails and cold calls, sure, you're helping build up your skills, obviously, but this is different because everything you guys do on LinkedIn platform, it doesn't matter what company you work for now or a company you work for in five years, what you're doing today on LinkedIn is going to help you again for the life of your career. And that is the difference here. That is why this is so powerful because once you build up a personal brand in the industry, and people know you and you're providing value, you're leaving comments, you kind of make a name for yourself, you can do whatever you want with your career. You can get whatever job you want. You can land bigger deals. I mean, it really is that powerful. And there's no other platform in the world right now for sellers that has that opportunity other than LinkedIn. I mean, I could personally vouch for all of that. There's still a lot I'm learning and like the ways to optimize LinkedIn, but it has been such a game changer in my career. Like there's absolutely no way my trajectory would have been like this or I'd have landed at the orgs I wanted to if I didn't have a personal brand that I was building. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a lot of amazing motivation. So I think the key here is looking beyond like, yes, maybe if you start doing LinkedIn prospecting today, it might not make a difference in your October number, but like thinking over the next year or five years or how much of a game changer that's going to be for your career as well as your numbers. I think that's absolutely the way to approach it. Um, so we have a question in the chat. When does the CTA come? So that I think is perfect time for us to jump into these messaging examples. So we've got a few here that Mandy has kindly shared. Would kind of love to walk through a few of these, hear your thought process going into it and how you transition from reaching out, being friendly, adding that value into eventually making some sort of an ask. Yes. Good call. So this is a, a casual one. And Jacob and I are actually still working together uh, today. And so this is what I do all the time. I've landed so many clients by not even mentioning uh, what I do, right? So to go back to Rob's question, the CTA can come even immediately after someone responds to you. You can literally say like, let me know if I can help you with XYZ, which we'll get to here in a second. But this example, I'm literally just calling out, hey, you know, I was checking your profile. I saw you with Cooper, which is his dog in Mendocino. I was just there over the weekend. because I, I lived in California for, for a decade. And then we and then he said, wow, you read the bio. You're the first person in the last few thousand connect requests. And I get that a lot. Right. And then we start chatting and then we actually took that offline and had a, had a phone conversation. And now we're working together. So the CTA can come whenever you feel like it can come like it could come immediately. But it's the way that you approach it, Rob. Right. It's not like, hey, do you want to get on a call right now? It's the the way that you handle and the the words you use and asking the right questions like that is the way to handle it. So it's like we're getting our foot in the door and then we have to use our discretion on when the call to action comes. And you also you guys also need to realize like who you're talking to, because I'm training some teams that like some of these these people like these CIOs, they don't want to deal with small talk. They don't have time. They're not going to res respond well to small talk, not like marketers and salespeople. So you also really have to know your ICP and what works best for them. Because you could also come into the gate saying something 
that isn't necessarily salesy, but it has something to do with what your product does. But the way you approach it is totally different because you customize that based specifically on that person's role or that person's company. And then you can start right, asking the right questions to get your foot in the door, right? So I want you guys to take these messages that I'm about to share with you and and realize that you need context for your specific persona because what I'm showing you doesn't work for everyone. So I, I want to be, be clear on that. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Um, and the other thing I want to note, like, again, I was just talking to Mandy about this before the call. These are they're casual conversations. You know, I, I think a lot of us were brought up to think that if you're in the professional world, it has to be super, you know, stuffy and, you know, to whom it may concern and use all the business jargon. But at the end of the day, we are just having a conversation. So, yeah. Uh, Mandy, can you walk us through this one? Yeah. So this is when it pays off to post content and engage with people, right? So this person reached out and said, yeah, I appreciate you always engaging with my post. I, I saw it was your birthday. I thought I'd drop by and wish you a happy birthday. And then we started a, a conversation based on that. So again, this is the long-term benefits, the play here when it comes to leaving engaging comments on people's posts consistently. And, and this does pay off, right? And then when you do that, so let's say, and so me as a creator, I have almost 40,000 followers. I notice people, I get lots of comments on a lot of my posts. I notice people who comment on my posts consistently. So when those people reach out to me, guess what? I'm going to be way more apt to respond to them than I am the 50 other people that I don't even know that messaged me today. Guess who I'm going to respond to? If Sydney is commenting on three of my posts a week and she messages me and I have all these other people that I don't know, you bet your ass I'm going to respond to Sydney more than anyone else. So this is a perfect example of that, right? So when you are consistently commenting, people are going to respond to you and you would be shocked at how many thought leaders that have lots and lots of followers would be more than happy to respond to you once you start engaging with their content. And I'm talking only like maybe leave it three comments on their last few posts, you know, consistently. And you again, most people aren't doing this. So a lot of you feel like, oh, all these people have lots of followers, like they're never going to respond to me. That's not true. So when you go out there and you're engaging consistently with the right people, it can get you a long way, not to mention it can get you connections with people. So you're you're responding to someone consistently, like I'm responding to Sydney consistently in her posts, and I notice that she's connected with someone. Guess what? If I'm doing that consistently to Sydney and I start a conversation with her and then a week later, two weeks later, I'm like, hey, Sydney, I noticed you're connected with Keith Smith over at XYZ Company. Curious how well you know him and if you can make an intro. Like there are so many benefits of just getting introductions by building these relationships with people that most people are just aren't thinking of. They're not even close to, to being on that level yet because they're thinking so straightforward. Like, I just need to blast out a bunch of in-mails and hit my numbers when there are so many other benefits here uh, with building relationships with the right people. I appreciate you talking about those extra benefits because I know like when I was just getting started on LinkedIn and a lot of other reps I talked to, it's nerve wracking to put yourself out there. Like even if you are commenting and not posting, like putting your voice out there, adding something to a post, you know, is getting a lot of views. It can be a little bit scary, but when you think about the value you can provide for the community, for yourself, for your prospect, I think that really helps put it into perspective. Here, I love this one um, because, uh, sorry, I definitely want to let you talk about it, but for just from what I see, it's a combination of a few things, right? One, this is a very, it's a very straightforward message. Like, it's genuine. You're talking about something relevant, but, you know, this didn't take you 15 minutes to draft and rewrite, right? Like, you saw a post that was helpful. You put yourself out there and reached out about it. And because you've been so consistent and posting great content on LinkedIn, and I would assume commenting on this person's post, um, they know who you are. And so they wanted to go ahead and say something about that too. So it seems like a combination of that long-term work that you've been doing that's paid off. 
and just being a human, you know, like it, you just post, you send them a message that was genuine about something they did and kind of went from there. Yeah, exactly. And you guys can do this with podcast episodes, too. So literally anything that you see someone like their their posts on LinkedIn or maybe they were on a podcast like this is an awesome way. Listen to a podcast for like, let's say a, a VP of a company that you're, you're, is your target account. Listen to the podcast even for like the first five minutes. Send that person a connection request and say, you know, hey, Joel, I just listened to your podcast on whatever the podcast name is, right? ABC podcast. I love what you said about X, Y, and Z would be happy to connect with you. There's a 99.9% chance that person's going to accept your connection request because you listen to their podcast and you're boosting their ego by telling them that you liked it and you're calling out something specifically. Like this is the same type of thing. Like I'm mentioning, and it literally does not take that long at all. But again, most people aren't doing this, but this is the easiest way to get your foot in the door. And then you can keep asking questions. You can keep engaging. You can you can keep saying their message if they post something else or maybe you hear them on something else. And that is how you stay top of mind with people. And then when you're posting content, those people are going to see your content because guess what the LinkedIn algorithm does? When you are messaging people on the LinkedIn algorithm, they're showing you who that content from that people, right? So if I am messaging Sydney right now on LinkedIn, Sydney's going to see my content because the LinkedIn algorithm, that's how it works. They're seeing who you're connecting with, who you're engaging with, who you're messaging, and then they're going to show your content to those people. So there are so many benefits here, you guys, of messaging people and being consistent. And someone asked, I saw about like following up, 100% follow up, but find creative ways of follow up. Hey, Sydney, I just saw that, you know, your company was just mentioned in ABC outlet, or you guys just got a new round of funding, or I saw your new product release. It looks awesome. Or, hey, I really enjoyed your post yesterday. Like there are endless ways for y'all to follow up on LinkedIn without being salesy or annoying or saying, hey, did you see my last message? You know? Like get creative, but you should 100% always follow up. Just don't be annoying about it. Yeah, love that. So this uh, uh, show has flown by. Unfortunately, we're coming close on time. So I do want to quickly show this connection request example to you know kind of highlight what you just said. We do have some questions I'd like to answer as well. So if you'd like to provide any more context on this one. Yes. Okay, so... This is awesome. So you guys should be doing this uh, all the time, looking at your profile views. So this was someone that visited my profile and uh, we were able to continue a conversation from here. So if you guys, you can do this on Sales Navigator or on LinkedIn.com, but look at your who's viewing your profile consistently and then reach out to those people. So I like just, I, I say something like this, saw your name pop up on my LinkedIn just now, right? Instead of saying, hey, I noticed you were creeping on my profile. You know, you guys can say whatever, <laughs> but I like to use like, I stumble, you know, I stumbled across your name on my on my LinkedIn today, whatever it is you want to use. Um, or if someone didn't reach out to you and you see them on your LinkedIn profile views, then just send them a message about some anything. You don't have to say, hey, you know, I see you're on my profile and you didn't respond to me three days ago. But if you see them, then always respond to them. Right. And so that's what that's what this post that's what this is right here, this on the screen. Um, and then I ended up connecting with this individual because of that. And I actually just landed a couple of opportunities because of this exact same strategy of me sending and my team sending messages to people and connection requests that, that visited my profile. Fantastic. And Jamie, I saw you mentioned in the chat that you are in kind of a similar situation where you're getting some profile views and connections and just need to start sending some messages. So hopefully this will be kind of the way to help you get started there. Um, all right. We have a few questions. One, do you send connection requests with messages every time? That's a really good, that's a really good question. So I think I talked to both of you about this last time, Sydney. So my thing is when I'm training SDRs and BDRs and even AEs, 
I always tell them to send a message with a connection request unless they have a solid personal brand and a badass profile already. So if you are, if you have a personal brand that you've been building up for however many months, years, you have a decent connection, um, you know, decent connections, followers, and you're posting consistent content, you can get away with not sending messages in the connection request. But I, I still, even to this day, um, prefer sending messages. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but because I have a personal brand, it's a little bit different than when I'm training teams. So mm -hmm. my answer is yes. I feel like you should always send a custom connection request. However, if it's something that is annoying or salesy, then I would rather you send nothing at all. So let's say that you're having a struggle with your brain that day and you're like, I can't think of what to say, then just don't say anything at all because you're better off leaving it blank than saying something that rubs people the wrong way. And I'm also all about sending enough connection requests. I think you should be sending at least 50 connection requests a week because LinkedIn gives you 100 a week. So if it's going to mess up your numbers, if, if it's really if you're really struggling with what to say, then just don't say anything. But if you can come up with something simple, then then go ahead and put it in there. Okay, completely agree. Um, one more quick question. Twice I get response from Mason. Have you considered utilizing video in your LinkedIn DMs? Yeah, video is amazing. I use video and voice messages all the time. So but you have to do that after they connect with you. So when mm -hmm. someone connects with you, 100% video works like crazy. If you can send a video, do that. If, if not, then send a voice note. Those are the two best ways to get responses right now. Amazing. Well, I wish we could keep talking about this all day because I know you have so much more value to add. So we're going to drop Mandy's profile in the chat. Definitely go follow her, engage with her content. She has some great stuff out there. Um, and yeah, Mandy has a profile checklist that she has kindly shared with us as well. Be sure to grab that in the chat. That'll help you optimize your profile. And if you enjoyed today's show, be sure to check out our future shows at sellbetter.xyz or check us out on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. We share a lot of valuable content every single day. Thank you so much, Mandy. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you everyone who's here today and good luck crushing your number this month.